0: Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, this is Charger Rundown, I'm Martin Peterson.
1: And I'm Jake Seavers, and on this show we're going to be looking back at this past week and looking ahead to this next week as far as all things Hillsdale College sports are concerned. Jake, let's start with you. And starting off in football, there's a reason turnovers are regarded as one of the biggest determining factors in which team wins a football game. That reason reared its ugly head for the Hillsdale College football team, this past Saturday afternoon, Ohio Dominican University turned two Charger turnovers into two touchdowns, which was the difference in the Panthers 41 to 27 win over Hillsdale in Columbus, Ohio in a GMAC matchup. The loss drops Hillsdale to three and three and one and one in the GMAC while ODU won its third straight improving to three and three on the season. Junior wide receiver Trey Brock tied his career high with 13 receptions in the ball game to go along with 175 receiving yards. Although Brock didn't score a touchdown, sophomore teammate David Graham did while having a career game of his own. He carried the ball 20 times for 109 yards and three touchdowns. He averaged 5.4 yards per carry and had a long run of 26 yards as he consistently squirted through holes in the Panther defense. His touchdowns came from 5, 10, and 10 yards out as he showed an ability to finish off long-scoring drives for the Chargers. Graham also caught three passes for 58 yards, giving him 167 all-purpose yards. Defensive back Jason McDonough set a new career high with 14 total tackles, including eight solo stops. Wyatt Batdorf had nine tackles, while Dan Shanley added six. This weekend... The Chargers are playing Finley on a game that will be featured on the ESPN Network. I sat down with fifth-year senior defensive lineman Casey Shuko to discuss this matchup and to get to know the big guys a person a little bit. All right, we now welcome on Casey Shuko. He's defensive lineman for the Hillsdale College Chargers. He's a fifth-year senior. Casey, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Jake. Uh, Casey, I saw you limping around campus for a little while, uh, somewhere like 10 days, right, you said? Yeah, about 10 days. Um, What happened and how did it happen?
2: Yeah, so against our, early in the second half against McKendree,
1: it was our week three game,
2: uh, I pretty much got my ankle caught in a really funny position and ended up bending my body over my ankle. So long story short, I ended up tearing two major ligaments, one of them being your anterior uh, talofibular ligaments, which just basically means uh, that... Two of the major ligaments holding totally my ankle together uh, don't work properly now, and I also had three deep bone bruises uh, in three of your heel bone: um, my calcaneus, talus, and navicular um, bones in my heel and foot. Really, really, really hurt. <laughs> How are you feeling now? I'm feeling much better now. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's very close to 100. percent And you're in this week. I, I'm officially I'm in this week. I'll be rotating out a little bit. I won't be awesome. uh, I won't be gaining the starting. Uh, The start for this week, but um, I'll be rotating in, I think, pretty frequently, probably every series or so, every other series, something like that.
1: uh, What's the defensive line doing this week to prepare for Finley? Uh,
2: You know, we just got to focus on the fundamentals. Um, You know, we understand that Finley's a very physical team. So we're making sure that we're having very physical practices and we're getting our mindsets right uh, for what's just going to be an all-out dogfight, brawl, because uh, that's just the type of game that's feeling nice to play. And that's the type of game that we like to play. Uh, how close to the offensive defense practice together on a day-to-day basis? a day-to-day basis, it's pretty, we're pretty close. Um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we'll do some stuff like, you no, know, starting O-line versus starting D-line, second O-line versus second D-line. Uh, we'll do a couple team drills, like we'll simulate third downs or we'll simulate two-minute drill. Um, once we get the Thursdays, we separate the offensive defense, because so that's where we're putting the final touches, uh, on the game plan. So we'll do predominantly scouts, um... Uh, but, yeah, we'll do a little bit of stuff, uh, you No, know, Tuesday through Thursday.
1: Awesome. Uh, obviously, this past week was a little bit of a tough loss at Ohio Dominican. Yeah. Uh, how does morale stay high in the locker room after a tough game where you end up just short in the end? You know,
2: we just got to look at the big picture. We, we got to look at, you know, what our goals are for the season. You know, we can still win a conference title. Uh, we can still uh, – Go 8-3 uh, this season. Um, but having said that, you know, the biggest thing is is that we got to take a step back, take a deep breath, look at the mistakes we made. And our biggest focus now is, you know, we got to go 1-0 this week against a good team. Um, so that's you know, that's a task that we have in front
1: of us. Awesome. Uh, we're going to get to some fun questions now. Oh, yeah. So, Casey, you're very bald. Yes, I am. Uh, very bald. When did you decide to kind of give up on your hair and just shave it all off?
2: You know, I think the first time I shaved my head, shaved my hair off, was was my true freshman year. It was that Super Bowl. I think it was, what was it, the Panthers and the Broncos? Panthers and Broncos? No, Panthers and Broncos? Whatever it was, the Broncos offense really stunk, and I placed a bet that they would score at 21 points. Oh, maybe Seahawks, Broncos? Seahawks, Broncos, that's what it was. And uh, yeah, Peyton Manning didn't give me crap that second half, Uh, so I shaved my head, and I kind of stuck with it ever since. Nice. Does it help with your 40 time at all? A little bit more aerodynamic?
1: Uh, honestly, it does. My 40 time sucks out of the way.
2: <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> yep. um, are you worried at all? Obvi- well, obviously this week uh, we're playing on uh, on an ESPN televised yeah, game. Yeah, national, national TV. Yeah. Are you worried about how your head will look with the high-tech ESPN cameras? Uh, you know it Not at all. You know, I'm
2: just going to... Uh I'm bald. I embrace it, and uh, plus I'm going to have a lot of you know, black face
1: paint on, so hopefully the face paint's going to take away from the uh, uh, the glare. Um, what are you studying here at Hillsdale, and what do you want to do with
2: your degree? So I'm a biochemistry major, and uh, specifically I'm going more of a pre-med track, and I'm hoping to get into medical school. So I've applied this past summer. For a different medical schools, I already had my first interview uh, a couple weeks ago. I have a couple more interviews set up with still more pending. And um, that's kind of the route that I plan to take after I graduate. So what do you want to do after medical school? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what type of doctor I want to be. I'm kind of keeping an open mind to it. I mean, I can see myself going primary care. I can see myself going pediatrics. Um, I think some type of surgery would be awesome. Uh, I think oncology college would also be really cool. So I'm just going to keep an open mind about it and awesome. we'll see what
1: happens with it. Awesome. Uh, you were named to the GLIAC all-academic team three times. Yeah. Straight up. How does it feel to be a nerd? It feels amazing because, you know,
2: I like knowing that the guys that I line up against, not only am I going to kick their butt, but I'm smarter than them too. Mm-hmm. And I'm shorter than them. And uh, I don't know. I, just,
1: I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, You were an RA for three years. You were actually my RA last year. Yeah, I was. Oh, good times. What's your favorite story uh, from being an RA? Oh my gosh! You know, there's a
2: couple good ones. Uh, I think, oh man, I think one of my favorite stories is when we would have. I think just the experiences that we would have from like our land battles where all the guys would get the PVC pipes and they duct tape them all up and we just have these massive. I remember when we were fighting against Galloway and, uh, oh gosh, Galloway and Needfelt in the big land battle. I think that was before you got here, the yeah. spring before you got yep. here. And, uh, like, half of Galloway and need Retreat. It was just awesome. We had a lot of the football guys, the freshman football players, mm-hmm. uh, got, you know, took part of it, and it was just, just so much fun to watch. I think it was stuff like that that really stuck out to me. Nice. Uh, do you have a favorite pregame meal? Oh, my gosh. No, I love chicken parmesan. Mm-hmm. Dude, anything, but I'll say any, any pasta and any chicken, man, I'm good to go. What kind of sauce? Fuck. Oh. See, I can go different sauces. Like I like marinara sauce if we're going chicken parm, uh, but I also like some alfredo sauce. So, I can do it. I'm
1: I'm not too picky. In that okay. Uh, are offensive linemen or defensive linemen tougher? And can you explain your answer? Defensive lineman, no question, and I'll tell you why. Because
2: so I look at my position. I am five eleven, a little bit over five eleven, about two hundred sixty pounds, and more times than not, I have to take on double blocks between offensive linemen who on average, are 4 or 5 inches taller than me, weigh 20 or 30 pounds heavier than me, but I think defensive linemen are much tougher because we usually play more size
1: than they are, and we have to hold the point of attack. Awesome. All right, uh, one more question. Yes. What can you guys do to uh, win the GMAC? You, you have to win out.
2: What, to, what are you guys going to do? You know what? We're just going to take, a, like we have them, one week at a time focus on the test that we have at hand, and this week it's Finley, and, yeah, it's national television. Yeah, this, this really can be the season right here. But you know what? We just got to go out there, play the game one play at a time, win the play that we're on, and after that play's over, we move on to the next one. And we keep repeating that process, and at the end of the day, hopefully we'll make more plays
1: than they do, and we'll win the game. Awesome. Uh, Casey Shuko, thank you so much, and good luck for the rest of the season. All right, thank you, Jake. Appreciate it.
0: In volleyball, Hillsdale's 21-set winning streak came to an end with a 25-16 loss to host Lake Erie College Saturday afternoon in Painesville, Ohio, but the Chargers gathered themselves and finished strong, winning the final three sets by scores of 25-14, 25-17, and 25-23 to win the match 3-1. That gives Hillsdale an eight-match winning streak and a 15-3 overall record heading into next weekend's Midwest Region Crossover in suburban Chicago. Hillsdale now sits in second place overall in the GMAC with an 8-2 league record. Lake Erie College, who knocked off first place Finley Friday night, fell to 7-3 in the GMAC with the loss. Senior Jackie Langer played her best match of the season with 14 kills and 17 digs, both season highs. Jackie is a calming presence on the court for Hillsdale and is one of the best serve receive passers. She also defends well at the net, and her presence made a big impact for the Chargers in this match. Again, the Chargers are traveling this weekend for the Midwest Region Crossover, an event that features foes Ferris State, Tiffin, Bellarmine, and the event plays a significant role in determining the at-large teams that qualify for the NCAA Regional Tournament. Now let's head over to tennis. The Chargers women's tennis team wrapped up the fall portion of its schedule by competing at the Northwestern Ohio Invitational over the weekend. Friday featured double matches with Hillsdale's duo of Katie Bell and Corinne Prost, and Cameron Matthews and Madeline Bissett each posted wins over Walsh University by scores of 6-0 and 6-3. In the final round of play on the first day, Hallie Hyman teamed up with freshman Hannah Cempino to win at number 2 doubles over Finley, while the other two previous mentioned doubles teams defeated the Oilers as well. Singles play was featured on Saturday, and Bell once again rose to the occasion. She helped Hillsdale to an 11-1 record as a team on the day by winning all three of her matches. Cempino, Prost, Bissett, and Casey Kibler all won their first matches in the singles flights. The Chargers finished the day by going 6 and 0 against host racers, winning every singles flight. Bell was named the GMAC Player of the Week Tuesday afternoon. The award was announced and chosen by the conference office. I was able to sit down with the native from England and talk about her fall season and what's ahead this spring. I'm here talking to Katie Bell, sophomore on the women's tennis team who recently just won GMAC Conference Player of the Week. Katie, how are you today? I'm good. Now, Katie is from England, so tell me a little about your your transition from England over to here in America.
3: Um. Well, it was like obviously like a big difference in like culture. That was the main thing. Um. Yeah, just like different attitudes, like a lot more, like the stereotypes for America is very like outgoing and like you know more confidence and everything. So, yeah, I actually noticed that, and it's like, it was it was pretty tough, but actually like I settled in pretty well. Like the tennis team was great and. And being a small school, it wasn't too intimidating. So, yeah, it was, it was okay.
0: So have you always played tennis your whole life?
3: Um, yeah, I've played since I was four. Um, I quit for a year, actually, when I was four because I lost all the matches in a tennis tournament I played in. But then I came back. And, yeah, I've just played ever since then. And just, I guess I got better. And I never thought it would go to where it has gone, but it did. And it's, I love it.
0: Now, being from England, how many times have you been to Wimbledon?
3: I actually went this year. So I've been three times, so, but um, this year I saw Rafa Nadal. And um, I think I saw, I saw Federer practicing, and um, I've seen Andy Murray. I saw him beat um, an Italian guy on center court this year. It was so great. Um, but, yeah, that is one of my favorite tennis tournaments. It is my favorite tennis tournament of the year, yeah.
0: So who are your favorite players, both men's and women's?
3: I've got to say Roger Federer. I know that seems really like <laughs> generic, but I really like him. And for women's, oh, I like um, Magarutha. She's from Spain. She won Wimbledon this year. Yeah, I really like her. She's like a really nice person. So yeah.
0: So you just won the GMAC uh, honor for conference player of the week. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your weekend and what really propelled you to that honor.
3: Well, I am um, on. Friday um, we went down later in the evening and so we had to really like eat. we were all tired but we got to we had to like really get going for the start so I just kind of like I was like come on like let's go and it was we were playing doubles and it was only a set to it was one set to six games and that's really short like it was D1 style play um, and I played with Karim Prost and she um, we just we like our first game was awesome and we beat them six games to nothing and that was great that was our first game. And then we, l- we lost our second, but it was really, really tight. And it was against two Russian girls who were, like, really tall and just very strong. But we had a really good game. And then the third game, we won 6-2 um, against the team from Walsh, I think. And um, the- these were all, like, great games. But me and Corinne really, like, we pushed for it. And we played the best doubles we've played, like, all, all semester so far. And then in the singles, I had to play one because Hal was injured, and um, she played lower just because like she had, she has a bad shoulder, and then Hannah played at two, and I, I got bumped up to one. And, um, yeah, I just I guess it kind of motivated me to play better because last year I played two on the team. And I played... Um, I had a good first match, but then my second match was against a Russian girl, and it was just... It was, like, the best tennis I've played so far. And, yeah, um, I had a great game and great weekend. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. <laughs>
0: Talk a little bit about your, you know, chemistry with Corinne. So you guys have been doubles partners all year, right?
3: Um, so far, yeah, this semester.
0: So tell me a little bit about how that chemistry has progressed. You guys really had a really good weekend. Was it was it hard at the beginning because you guys had never played together before? Or just tell me a little bit about that process.
3: Um, Well, we've been, like, training together since the start of this year because I played with Halle last year. But then Hannah um, Simpiano, she came and... Her and Hal actually play really well together. Me and Corinne always played well together. Um, but so we actually played Saginaw a few weekends ago. Me and Corinne played together, and we had an unbelievable like weekend. We played really well. Um, but we just, it's just she's very good at net, a very good net player. And I um, like hitting big shots from the back if I can. And so we set each other up very well. Like um, I can hit a big shot, and she can come in and take the next volley because it comes shorter or something. And we just psych like each other up really well. And um, I. We've just had very good results recently, um, and we just love it. It really, like, motivates us. Like, she has an amazing attitude on court. She she never fails to, like, get me, like, happy, like, on court. If I'm angry, she'll, like, snap me out of it. And we just – it's great because we just – it's like we never, like, stop. We never soak. We never, like, give up. We'll always just be like, hey, like, the next point. And we like that. Yeah, it works.
0: (laughs) So how hard of it is a transition for you to go from playing doubles – and to change your mindset and then to playing singles, how difficult is that? And especially in one weekend, you have to take that, you know, transition.
3: Yeah, um, that's, it is difficult because in doubles, I love doubles because you do have your partner and, like, if something goes wrong, you've cut, you like, someone's got your back. But um, in singles, yeah, you've got to really, like, rely on yourself. Like, nerves are, like, my, quite a big deal for me. Like, I've got a lot, they've got a lot better, but, like, it's, like, on those big points, you've got to be able to, like, you've got to be able to, like, convince, like, tell yourself that you can, like, you can do it. Um, you've got to be positive. It's positive attitude, like, changes. It changes everything, obviously, like, in sport. Um, but in singles, I just have to make sure. Obviously, in doubles, you have to be positive. But in singles, you've got to rely on yourself. So you've got to, like, you actually has got to be good because you don't have a partner to bring yours up. You've just got to do it. And, yeah, singles, it is difficult. If you're not feeling like it, like, it, it might not be great, but you've just got to, you know, believe that you can do it. And then confidence is, like, key in singles. You've just got to... Take this like take a few I think of it like I take a few risks, like on a match point, go for the shot instead of just waiting for them to make a mistake. I'm more of a I'm an aggressive player. So I like like to make it happen rather than sit back and wait till they make a mistake. So I just have to sign myself up like that and believe that I can do it.
0: Talk about Coach Walbright and what she's kind of done for you as a tennis player and your team.
3: Well, she I love coaches like um I love how she coaches us, like basically. Um she and she's she's brought on my doubles game so much like when i came here i was too scared to volley i wouldn't be on the court i'd be standing in the like alleys like you know when i was at the net and she's just taught me to literally push in just give me confidence just like if you're going to go for the ball just go for it like don't hesitate just go for it and she'd do drills with us like um that would really bring on like really hard feeds she'd so always be prepared like so when you went to a match it was always going to be easier than what she'd do like you know like and i love that um and like she can be stern and when she needs to be and that's great because it just snaps you out of that like you like you you down yourself in a game and she'll come on and be like hey do this 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 and you do like and i like that like i really like that but then again she's also like i was injured last year um for a little bit of the season and she she was like she helped me so much she didn't like she was great like she had so much like sympathy and like um just encouragement as well because she knew I was so down because I couldn't play every single match. Um, no, and she, like, helped me through that. Like, she made me work around that, and that, that was great for me because it stopped me from getting so down on myself about my injury. So, yeah, she's fantastic.
0: So with fall season wrapping up, you know, where do you guys look to improve as a team and maybe individually as well going into the spring?
3: Well, I think what we – like, our singles is all – we did really well the weekend at singles. Like, I think coach is just trying to, like, get our mindsets – in the right place at the minute because after summer like lack of match play like you're coming back in and match play is so different from training obviously everyone knows that and um, she's really trying to get us like when you're on court you're like you're mentally there which is um, a big part which for the summer, um, for the spring um, so I like that a lot because I think that really helps Like, improve scores and everything, like, yeah. And also doubles. We're focusing a lot on doubles. And that's great, because if you get your three doubles wins at the start of a match against a team, that gives you such an advantage going into the singles, because you play the three doubles and you play the six singles. Um, And it just gives you motivation. Like, you're up three. You only need two singles matches to win it. So if you can get those doubles, like... That brings that just gives you so much more like encouragement for the rest of the game. So we're really working on doubles and like volleying and just like meshing well with your partner, like finding one partner. Because last year we moved around a lot and um, with partners, and this year it's just like you're with one person and you can like form like a strong bond and do really well together. So yeah, that's hopefully going to work out well.
0: <laughs> well, Katie, thank you so much for talking to me and congrats on a great fall season. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in the spring.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you.
1: And heading over to men's cross-country. In its final meet before the conference championships, the Hillsdale College men's cross-country team headed to suburban Chicago to compete at the conference crossover hosted by Lewis University. The Chargers finished 19th overall at the meet with 511 team points. Grand Valley State took first place with 55 points, followed by Cal Baptist, who was second with 121. Southern Indiana was third with 150. Freshman Mark Miller was Hillsdale's top performer at the meet with a time of 25 minutes, 48.1 seconds on the course, which was eight kilometers in length. Nathan Jones was the team's number two runner with a time of 26 minutes, 2.4 seconds, while Nick Fine was number three with a 26 minute, 28 second run at the meet. The team is now off until the GMAC championships scheduled for October 21st in Nashville, Tennessee. And that will do it for this episode of Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. And you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.